What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 317th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SPJ. With me, Will. I am uh, beaten, bloody, bruised, exhausted, but uh, it's finally happened for me. What? I finally got to go to Culver's and have a <laughs> Culver's hamburger. Mm-mm. So I did not get the concrete mixer, though, because you didn't tell me. No, you don't need the concrete mixer. Well, you know, Facebook disagrees. Did you, I was going to ask if you had the cheese curds, but I'm pretty sure you've had Wisconsin cheese curds. I've had cheese curds before, but I didn't have the Culver's cheese they're, curds. They're just like mini mozzarella sticks. I feel I need to go back to Culver's at some point now. So, like in five, six more years. And Micah is here. Hello. I was going to say something about Culver's, but I didn't want to... What about it? Over spoil whatever the, you were doing over there. I had nothing. I had Go the, back for the cheese curds. They're good. All right. I had the butter burger. What about that concrete mixer? Concrete mixer is good. Mm. I heard it's um like a frosted treat. Butter burger, it's, not it's a good. Very thick milkshake. Mm. It's ice cream. It's just ice cream in a cup. Basically. I know I thought the butter burger was okay for the price that you pay. It's not so bad. There's yeah. better burgers. Although I wish they had but like are there butter burgers. <laughs> no. I mean like the you would think God. the butter would be good, but it's it's like, you don't really taste it. All I wish is that they had given me a list of things I could have on top rather than just saying, What do you want on top? Because I had no idea. So I was just like the same thing Steve said. Ketchup and mustard. So you just go for the Culver's Deluxe. That's the one. You oh. get Culver's Deluxe, you get you replace the fries with cheese curds. Or, if you don't want cheese curds, you ask for extra crispy fries. What do they do then? Double fry them? Yeah. Dude, you can't do hand signals to me like that. <laughs> it doesn't translate. I That wasn't. That was only for you. You're giving me the hang loose. I did give you a hang loose <laughs> on the extra crispy. It's good. They double fry them, though. It's good. All right. All right. Worth it. There was some Pokemon news announced this week, or not. Going to be talking about that. <laughs> we're just Are you sure? About Culver's. No, nice. yeah, we're not. It's uh, yeah, it's just Culver's podcast. There was some Let's Go stuff that was shown off. I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you probably saw it. If not, I would encourage you to look it up. It's on Pokemon's official YouTube and Instagram and their Facebook and whatever. Some stuff about Let's Go. We'll talk about it next week. I promise. We'll talk about all the Let's Go stuff next week. We're using this episode to focus on Pokemon Go Fest, which we went to. Micah was there. Will was there. I was there. Irene was there. Micah's wife, our friend Kay, our friend Alex, a bunch of other friends. But that was like the core group that we drove down with, at least. I think all of us went last year, with the exception of... Alex didn't go last year. Yeah. Kay was not there last year either, right? Mm, True. That's true. But we've done we've done a variety of community days with Kay. Yes, last year was you, me, your mom, Will, Irene, Becky, and yeah, that was it. My mom didn't go. Yeah, we'll talk about that or the ticket situation. Yeah, which is interesting. We got media passes this year. We went down. We got well. We got media passes last year, but Niantic just Niantic provided us three media passes for this year's event. So what if you want to take that as like? They paid our $20 ticket three times and let us access the good bathrooms as like, they only are reporting this is good because <laughs> good bathrooms. They got the good bathrooms. Uh, I just felt like that needed to be said. 
So we're going to spend this episode just talking about Pokemon Go Fest. We did the same thing last year. Last year, I think it was about a two-hour episode. I think there was five people on. Five or four. I don't remember that. Four. Four? Yeah. Irene went to bed. We're recording this very late on Sunday night because we did more Pokemon Go the next day, which is probably a good sign that you enjoy the game. Yeah. Wait, no. It's a good sign that you trapped me in your car and wouldn't let me go home. He literally wouldn't let us go home. I was in my own car. Well, you had, yeah, the, but you it had was the free the, opportunity to leave whenever you want. I did. It was the sway of SBJ. But I knew if I did, I'd never hear the end of yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, you got a shiny hand too, so if it was your way, you would have went home. No, I wanted to. I was out to raid. <laughs> I've never been out to raid before. But if I did at any point say, I'm going home, I know I would have heard, well, of course you are. You got a shiny. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's a it's a lose lose. <laughs> Pokemon Go is a lose lose. Yes, yeah. I think this is we we can all agree on. So yeah, we're gonna spend the whole episode talking about Pokemon Go. I think it was like two hours last year. I'm not gonna say it's gonna be two hours this year. It could be 30 minutes. It could be 40. We'll find out when we're done editing because there was a lot to say last year. I don't know if there's as much to say, but mm. we can compare the events and talk about our days and stuff. Sure. If you did not know. Uh, last year, Pokemon Go Fest took place in Grant Park, which if you're unfamiliar with Chicago, uh, Grant Park is where the giant bean is, which is actually called Cloud Gate. Uh, and it was near there. This year, it took place at Lincoln Park, uh, right next to the Lincoln Park Zoo, which is about, I don't want to say like a 13, 15 minute Uber ride north. I can't. I don't know this. I don't have the statistic in front of me, but I I was told it was like a four times or five times bigger space than the first one. I know Niantic and advertised it as a like one point eight mile walk. Now that was like a five mile walk. Yeah, that was long. <laughs> I think the four to five times bigger than last year. I absolutely believe. Yes, one hundred percent. So we went on Saturday. It, this was also the the other big difference was. Last year was a one-day thing. It was on Saturday last year. It was from 10 to 6, and we all know things went wrong. Yeah. They pretty much extended a three-mile radius outside of Grant Park to the city of Chicago and then extended that all day on Sunday. This was 10 to 6 Saturday, 10 to 6 Sunday, so they added two days, but you could not go to both days. Um, and even as media, they said, your pass will work either on Saturday or Sunday. Whenever you decide to activate it, it will work. But if you activate on Saturday, you are still able to get into the park and hang out. You just cannot catch the special Pokemon. Yeah. Will and I went down Friday night to scope out the area. Yeah. And to uh, meet up with uh, some friends, trade some Heracrosses. But uh, we drove past and we saw it was... Well, we we didn't really drive past. We slowly crawled pl- past because <laughs> we sat in Chicago traffic. Yeah. Uh, but we saw like a, a volcano set up. We saw the Mystic and the Valor and the Instinct the tents, tents and yeah. everything. It was a beautiful day. You know, you know what else I saw? Uh, Lake Michigan? No. I saw cell towers, portable cell towers strewn throughout the park. Yeah, oh, the, ca- the, the cows. How unheard like- of. <laughs> That's something that they should have done last year. <laughs> For those who don't know, do you want to explain what a cow is, Will? Well, it's a cell on wheels. Uh, so that's just a 
cellular signal amplifier that they can move around uh, and put into different locations. And then what you'll notice if you walk up close one, like I did on Saturday, there's huge wires that come out of them and disappear into the ground where the local, uh, the lo- the nearest uh, telephone switches are and it hooks into the wired network. So you can amplify your your wireless cell signal out into all kinds of places. <laughs> Fascinating. Yes. There was only like one space for the cows though. I don't think they brought multiple mm, cows. I saw at least four. Cows? Yeah. I remember them by the food trucks. Were there some on either ends of the park? Yep. And they were fen- they were fenced off with the green fencing. So if you were like head face into your Pokemon Go on your phone, like every single person there, <laughs> you you totally would not have noticed. Well, the ones looked- by the food truck were super obvious. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, no, they, they had them kind of to the sides of the path and everything, but they did have green fences around them. So if you weren't looking up and looking specifically for them, you wouldn't see them. They also had Wi-Fi, right? Yes. They, they, they had the access trees. points. Some which, trees which had. Which was hilarious because the, the access points were plugged in because all access points run on electricity. And then they had gas generators running constantly <laughs> to keep the access. And they, they literally had like one gas generator per access point, which was funny. It's a little, what's the word? anachronistic eco-friendly no (laughs) (laughs) what else was different between the two okay there's a lot that was different yeah yeah, there was a lot that was different well it's like there's so much to talk about i think what we like i i tweeted it throughout the day for a pretty i tried to tweet pretty aggressively for the first couple hours but after like two hours there was really nothing more to report besides it's still working, and everyone's having fun, but uh, Will, myself, uh, Irene, and then my friend Alex, who uh, brought all his camera equipment, which there's an asterisk there on, on equipment. We got there at 9, we parked, we walked over, we got our, our check-in and everything. Now, media had to go to Southgate, everyone else in the group, because Michael was the one that ordered the tickets this year. They got tickets for Northgate, so we did break up, and then I went down to the media tent and everything. Niantic was very nice, very friendly. They gave us the passes. They gave us uh, wristbands for Southgate, and they said, we're going to be turning these on at 9.30. I was like, okay. Uh, thought it starts at 10. Huh. You guys are a little little rambunctious. Going to start a little early, I suppose. It's better to start early than it is to start late. Yeah, true. I guess. Very yeah. true. I've been to cons where they don't start until two hours past when they should have because their ticketing system went down. And yes. that was real weird. <laughs> yes. But there were already a lot of people there. And the thing, Micah, they sent you an email the day before. And yes. you read me the email and I said, I don't believe that for a second. This was two days before. As they as sent- as the ticket holder of of you, Papa Papa Micah, buying yeah. buying everyone's tickets. So I got two emails. The first one I got on Thursday, basically said, "There will be no lines. It is open to everybody." That I did not understand. I had a hard time processing. Why would that be the case? I stood in the line for three and a half hours last year in the sun. <laughs> Why would there not be lines for what forty? 50,000 people this year? They had one la- entrance last year. Yep. This year they had two. Sort of. Actually. You could literally walk in from any point. It was infinite entrances. It was wide open. 
Yeah. It was just in the park. It was not fenced off at all. Which is the, the, the thing you notice. We noticed yesterday yeah. or the day the day before we came down when we were driving because you you see the giant tents of like the teams. Yeah. And then you see this giant volcano they built. And you're like, well, this is clearly Pokemon Go Fest. Yeah. And you're like, this isn't fenced off. Yeah. None of this is fenced off. Um, And last year they had metal detectors. Yep. That you had to walk through. Yeah. For one entrance. They had zero metal detectors this year. So... When we got, when Becky and I arrived this year, we paid our $50 for parking, which was amazing. Should have bought early. I only and, got him for, uh, I only got him for 32 Ooh. <laughs> a whole $18 savings. Hey, we were close. It was like a, it was like a 10 minute walk for yeah. us. Oh, we walked <laughs> for, right for you. The, so that's why we walked right across the street. Like we were literally across the street from the South entrance. We'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. Okay. So at nine, at nine 30. It was raining all morning. It was predicted rain pretty much the entire day. A lot of people were in ponchos. Yep. Or had umbrellas or just didn't care. We're okay with being wet. I was, that was the thing I had the most problem with. Yeah. Like, if there was anything to complain about, it was the rain. It was Niantic picking the worst date. Absolutely. They can't do anything right over that company. No. Nope. Well, not only was it like, how could they? The problem of the rain, but right. It's not like it was the rain that cooled things off so you could be comfortable wearing a rain jacket and walking around the park. It was the rain and it was still, what, 85, 90 degrees? So you're wearing a plastic poncho, getting all that sweat juice up in there. It was hot. And it's raining down on you so you can't take it. And you're trying to to twirl the balls on your phone screen, but your phone screen's all wet and your finger slips and the Pokemon gets away. And it's real sad and disappointing. That was the big problem was at trying to play the game in the rain was a pain. Like, but like no one left. Like no. There was no one that was, I paid $20 to be here. Or, they, they they stop rain. The rain. or possibly 400 <laughs> if they bought off eBay. But what Niantic told us when we checked in, they said, we're going to turn them on at 930, which 30 minutes early. Okay. And they said, just go to one of the Pokestops out there and spin it at 930. You'll get in, and you should be able to play. And I was like, okay. My thoughts going in is that they'll be able to do this. Yeah. There were plenty of people on the internet. The internet likes to talk. They like to say things. There were only 40,000 people that went last year. And those 40,000 people have every right to complain. Yeah. There were a lot of people who didn't believe that Niantic could do this. They have done other Pokemon yeah. Go fe- events. That's true. Literally weeks after... The disaster that was last year. That all went okay. Yeah. And even the German event that happened three weeks ago, there was a couple hiccups, but they did it. And they did the Japan event last year and they did a bunch of other stuff and community days have gone really smooth. Yeah. But actually I was scared on on Friday night because if you remember when we were when we went first went down to Chicago on Friday night, I couldn't get into the game at all. Oh and yeah, like, yeah. I stopped. We we're both on AT and T, and we're both on AT and T, and you could get in, and I couldn't get, I could not get anything to spawn. I couldn't see anything until I had to like reset the network connections on my phone, and then everything was fine. Yeah. So, comparing last year and this year is only Sprint brought a cow last year, cellular on wheels, and all the major cell phone providers brought cows this year. There was 
uh, uh, article resur- resurfacing from last year, which was like Verizon saying that our customers could use YouTube and Twitter and Facebook throughout Pokemon Go. It was clearly f- Pokemon Go just having problems when in reality, it was just them. Verizon was just lying to everyone. Yeah. So we we spun right at 9.30 and everything worked and there was like it was almost like everyone like inhaled at the same time and spin because it got real quiet for a half a second. Yeah. And then everyone was like, oh, my God, like because uh, all the Pokemon just instantly appeared of just like Torkoals and Unowns and, and Pikachus and Plusles and Minins and yeah, Trap, Trap, whatever else is there. Trap Hinch. Trap Hinch was there. Aeron and and people just started moving. It went from kind of all all these people huddling in tents and just kind of you know, pacing almost nervously to everything forgotten and just like right. time to play. And yeah, people just kind of moved and you got the, the Celebi quest activated right away where Professor Willow told you this is the the thing that he needed help with for the day and people got real excited and and kind of just started playing and, you know, I did it five minutes later, checked Everyone was still playing. Ten minutes later, checked. Half hour checked. Hour checked. Two hours and nothing ever broke. <laughs> nope. Yeah. No. Kept on going. So, do you want to give people background on what like the Professor Willow quest was? Did you even pay attention to the story at all? Yeah. I did. <laughs> I didn't really until the end when he was talking uh, about it. More. I mean, so so basically, but I got the gist of it. When 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 you say that people started to move, there was one trail. That you were supposed to stay on. And it's just everybody on that trail. <laughs> For the what? The two two miles. Yeah. Right. And so then, it's the the north entrance and the south entrance. And the yeah. intention was you buy tickets for one of those entrances and then you walk that path and you see everything along that yeah. path as you go. And so along the trail there were different zones, which was there was jungle zone. There's four zones. Jungle, glacial. Ice. Fire and then desert. Was there a desert one? Yep. Yeah, that's where Aeron was and um, Aerodactyl. Did they have like a feature for that? Aerodactyl was by the fire. Well, it was between fire yeah, and desert. Yeah, yeah. Because I know, like for the for the glacial zone, they had the fake snow, which was blowing mm-hmm. snow bubbles. For the fire one, they had the volcanoes, which were blowing smoke. Yep. The jungle one had like palm trees and stuff. And it had like yep. a bridge between a couple trees too. Oh, had, I didn't like, a, see that. Yeah, it had. It had a, oh, like a wooden bridge between like a rope two bridge trees. Or something? Yeah, rope mm-hmm. bridge. Yep. So what did the desert zone have? It just was just a, rocks. It was just rocks and sand. Why did I not notice that? Anyways, so Professor Willow was like, oh, there are strange events happening in the park. You have to help me figure out how we can stop that from happening. And that's basically where the story went from. Yeah. The first quest was, I think, spin 10 Pokestops. 10 Pokemon or it was pretty it was pretty basic yeah um and then the second the second quest is like the first main one which was catch 10 water Pokemon catch 10 fire catch 10 rock catch 10 grass and then I think catch 10 ground no there was steel 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 because that that gave you a metagross and then the ground one gave you aggron yeah, which or was the rock one, which it, it was weird because it was like mislabeled because it said catch 20 Pokemon of these different types. 
So I thought that meant just you just had to catch 20 Pokemon within those different typings. But then it was you had to catch 10 of each height. Yeah. Which wouldn't be hard if you were actually paying attention and trying to get that done quickly. Yeah. <laughs> like as you're walking through the habitats. Yeah. Unknown were there and they spelled out Celebi, which various amounts of time walking through the park, people are like, I don't get what it's spelling. Well, it was Celebi question mark. And then everybody was like, I don't understand what the question mark is. What What is this word? Somebody thought, I think maybe the C was an O because I heard somebody say it. Oh, I got an unknown O. Oh, I yeah. remember last year where everyone thought the G was a Z. And that was yeah. before people figured out it was spelling stuff. Yeah. So people were like, oh, I got the Z one. And it was like, oh, cool. I didn't get Z yet. And it was like, oh, I have everyone. Because you, you don't look, right? Yeah. They just go like, oh, I got Z. Like, oh, well, that I got G and I got A. And it's like, I haven't seen Z yet. But like everyone's just confusing <laughs> Z for G. Yeah, but it's spelled Celebi, uh, which these after you catch 10 pokemon in each re in each zone the one of the next steps was like hatch hatch three eggs yeah spin 20 pokestops spin 20 stops and then catch seven unown which is interesting maybe they thought it was too hard but they didn't care which unown you caught yeah, yeah. it wasn't catch see maybe it was too hard to code in that you had to catch those specific letters letters but you know what seems strange to me is so I had been walking around with you guys earlier in the day. We had been like in a group, yeah. all walking together. And then everybody else got their Celebes. And I was like, I still have to catch three more ice and four more steel ones. I, I got to get this done because I didn't know how long the whole research thing was going to take. So I did that. And then I got onto that, you know, un- ugh, I can never say it the right way. Unown. Unown step. And then I, I didn't see any more unowns. And I had already caught like, 10 unowns before i needed them yeah and then once i didn't i yeah once i started needing them i didn't see any i I had it took me like an hour and a half to get those seven unowns i was dying well obviously like niantic has the ability to control spawns right because they can turn them off and turn them on oh we didn't mention this this was a huge thing so so going back to like 9 30 and everything just working it was in fact true that there was no lines you just there was just a bunch of people around i think there were maybe four or five stops and there was some on south and some on north yeah and all you had to do is swipe and spin any of those stops and then we'll ask for your qr code and you could either punch it in manually or just hold it up to your bracelet and then it scanned and then all of a sudden all the pokemon and a bunch more stops just spawned instantly everywhere yeah um, it's just like if you've ever played Community Day and it's at least well, whatever the end time is for you and right when the clock turns that way, all those Pokemon disappear or like you you go to catch a Reap and it turns into a Weedle. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was as instant as that. You didn't, have to re- you didn't have to restart your phone. You didn't have to do anything. It's just, it was just on. But I also did verify because we had a friend show up who didn't have a ticket but just wanted to hang out with us and he... He even spun one of those Pokestops, and he didn't have a, a ticket. He had nothing to scan, and he didn't see anything in the park. He was walking right next to me. He did not see a single Pokemon well, That was or the same as last year. So technically, last year, after you waited in line, you got through the security, uh, you got through the metal detectors, which I probably went through. Do you remember last year, there was a line to leave the event? Yes. Yep. I do. 
because people were so mad, but they had to stamp you. Yeah, you yes. had to get a stamp okay. so you could get so back in. They had to stamp you not because they didn't see the wristband around your wrist, yeah. but because people would people were leaving, like fake leaving, getting back in line. That's This is when the line was short again. But then getting back in line, because when you walked through the metal detector, they handed you a QR code. And so people were leaving, yeah. getting back in line to get a QR code, leaving, getting back in line, and then sending those codes to other people so they could spoof in yeah, and pretend to swipe and then play from whatever remote location. So this year, your wristband had the QR code on it. We did verify that the QR code was unique. It was the Which same. Was the second email that I got the day before was actually from... Niantic or Pokemon, whatever Pokemon Go official, and it said if you forget, which I thought was neat. They said if you forget your wristband or you forgot it at home in your travels or whatever, here's a list of all of the codes in plain text for all the tickets that you bought. So if you forgot your wristband and you don't have a QR code, then when you go to spin, you just enter this code for that person, and and you're good to go. Yeah, which really helped my coworker because he left his, not in D.C., but he he actually did leave it in D.C., he had to leave the airport and go back home to get his wristband, but then he left it at the hotel when he came. Oh, a <laughs> sequence of events. I know. And he's get some priorities straight. Right. And, and he actually works for me, so now I'm, like, doubting his ability to do his own job. <laughs> well, there was, a, we've been to Gen Con, and Gen Con was, if you leave your pass at home. Yeah, that's it. Sorry, buy a new one. Yep. And I think PAX used to be that strict, too. I think they've kind of loosened the rules a little bit for that. Like, if you really forgot it and you can prove it and do all this, they'll they'll be a little more lenient. But Gen Con was always, like, hard no. Yeah. Which is rough, because it's, like, a hundred and some dollars. Well, and I think the last... I think, like, Niantic probably had to do this, because, you know, you've, you finally get there. If you're flying from California to Chicago and you forgot your wristband... There's no way. That's it. You're out of luck. Right. So to, for them to be like, well, I mean, how many cases of that are you going to have, though? Right. How many, like one out of 5,000, one out of 1,000? Yeah, sure. How many people are forgetting? Will's coworker. Yep. Just going back to the fact that there's no, there were no fences. So anyone could walk in and do anything. But what Niantic did, which I think was amazingly smart, they removed all the stops, all the gyms, and all the spawns. So if you were... Going to this park to go to the zoo, cool. You could, like, Niantic isn't putting up fences to stop you from going to the zoo. Mm-hmm. There was a yoga class the morning of, like, at 9.45, I walked past a bunch of people doing yoga by the lake. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, what if this was your Saturday thing to come to this park every Saturday and you do yoga, you can still do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there were tons of people running. A lot of runners, yep. a lot of people going through bikes. So by removing the stops and the gyms and the Pokemon, that doesn't affect those people in Chicago that do that thing every single day, minus the fact there were a lot of people around, but they could still go to their favorite park and run. Yeah. But then for Pokemon Go players, it prevents people from going like, well, let's just go down there and see, and like hope Niantic messes up and then we can get in on this or let's go down there and just, we don't have tickets, but we can play with our friends because... All that's doing is congesting the network. Right. Yeah. I sent you a post that I found on the our local Facebook group where somebody said, 
Uh, Niantic has a record of screwing up these events, so... <laughs> that hold bothers on, me hold on, they, hold on. They don't. They said Niantic has a record of screwing up these events, and it's going to be at the park, and it's open to anybody. I say we all get a big group, or everybody gets in groups and just drives down there in hopes that they're going to screw it up, and that we can all just play, because they're opening it to everybody, and we can all be in the park. Which clearly was not the case. Right. So. Also, like, what civil human being goes, I hope that this huge event that thousands of people are excited for is actually messed up so we, that didn't pay any money, that didn't plan ahead, can take advantage of that. Pokemon Go players. Can I, qu- <laughs> can I quote um, this uh, host of this program called It's Super Effective? I don't Her, her name's uh, Rochelle Delaney, and she um, says... <laughs> Humans are the oh, worst. I love her show. Humans are the worst. <laughs> well, the yes. one person was, the, what I was saying before, the one person was a bit upset. They were like, well, why did they, they removed all the stops, so now I can't play. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's the point. That was the point. <laughs> you knew that. They talked about that. So, But you know what the other half of the complaint was? All of us who bought clear plastic black backpacks, and it was like, there's nobody checking backpacks. Yeah, yeah that was yep. weird. So I, they had all these rules, and they were identical rules the last year. We walked through Meyer with the together. exception that they said well, last year they said no umbrellas. Yep. This year they allowed it. Yeah, they last year have. they said backpacks are fine, but there was security gates. Yeah. And then this year they wanted clear backpacks. They also said stuff like no selfie sticks, which was again the same rule as last year. Theory on it is two things. One, it, so yeah, my th- if they made these rules, even though they couldn't enforce them, they assumed that a lot of people would not risk it, right, and would just follow the rules. It's preemptive rule following. Right? And then number two, the thing about the clear backpacks was maybe they knew that they wouldn't be able to close it off, so they basically said to security and the police, like, if you see people with clear backpacks, they they are following the rules. Right. So you don't have to be as suspicious of that as opposed to somebody who's not got a clear black, you know, who has a regular backpack. And maybe keep an eye on those people because they're probably going to be troublemakers where the people with the clear backpacks are less likely to be troublemakers. Right. Because we're rule followers. I had a nice clear backpack with blue lining. I didn't think it was that big of a deal, though, or to like ask people to bring clear backpacks. I don't think it was that. So they could see my Lara bars. <laughs> it gives the it gives the well, impression that, was a, that of, was a different rule too. It gives the impression of there being a strict rule set. Yeah. Which, as long as you set the precedent that there are strict rules, whether or not you're upholding them, people are more likely to follow them, regardless if they're there or not. Yeah. They. I think they said no food last year, and this year they said you could bring food as long as it was sealed packaged food. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think that was last year either. I don't think you were allowed to bring any food in last year. But again, mm. they couldn't in- really enforce any of these rules. No. I would like to hear if somebody got stopped for anything.
And then, okay, so the other difference is, like, none of this is bad. Like, the, none of this was bad or anything. It's just they're very, very different. Yeah. Um, They had way more staff this year. Uh-huh. Like, every habitat had multiple, like, two to three staff members that definitely rotated out. The event was exactly eight hours. That doesn't include setup or teardown. They had people per, at, like, every, any time the, 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 the path broke off they had people there to manage the flow of traffic be like hey walk this way or hey walk this way just to keep it clear uh and they had people at they had a help desk at either end they had a medical tent they had the water stations they had a bunch of other stuff right but they just had people everywhere even to the point of you had to cross over like a parking lot and they had people there directing traffic all day Mm -hmm. like let these people walk let these cars go this was very safe we but, had, when Becky and I showed up, this is a story I was going to tell before, we went to the South Gate, not realizing it was the South Gate, because we didn't know where we were, and we tried to spin one of the stops, and it wouldn't let us, and we didn't know why, and there were people just in Pokemon Go shirts standing around, and the first that before we said anything to them, they said, hey, how are you doing, doing today? Are you enjoying Pokemon Go Fest? Are you excited? That was the first, that was the start of the conversation, which was already kind of neat. And then we said, we can't log in. And they said, did you order Northgate passes? And we said, yeah. And they said, okay, you got to walk down to the Northgate <laughs> in order to, to actually log in. So it was specific to each end. But all along that path, as we walked, we walked probably about half of it. And then we got an Uber because it was very long. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and we took that to the entrance. But all along that path, there were people, there were cops and there were people in Pokemon Go shirts, just greeting people, asking people if they were excited, telling them to have a good time, like very involved. But you know the thing generally. they didn't have that I was super disappointed about? They didn't have a merch tent. There was yeah. no merch table. Nothing for sale. No merch. Well, except for, no, because they had food trucks for food. They had two places for food trucks. They had four in the center. Yep. Between the desert and the volcano habitat which was near uh, a parking lot and the cows. Uh-huh. They, and they had three more food trucks at Southgate. Yeah. And you could get food at the team tents too. Oh, they, yeah, they yeah. Each there. team tent had concessions. Um, they had like pretzels and chips and oh, yeah. waters. That it was you just buy. like snacky stuff. Yeah, not yeah like but no, no T-shirts, no pins, no posters, no pop sockets. No. No. No mega constructs. <laughs> The other thing that they didn't have compared to last year is they didn't have a stage. And I remember last year, I don't, I don't know if it's like if they thought to themselves, we don't need this or we as a company don't need this or if they thought them as players don't need this. Because I think there is something to it to have like a place for everyone to gather for announcements. Yeah, sure. that's also where the people gather to riot when things aren't working. Correct. There, <laughs> one would say that there's a very popular YouTube video of a bunch of people very angry booing CEO John Hankey. <laughs> I, someone from our group said it was awkward that there wasn't that this year. Like it was... It felt strange that there wasn't, like, in a, almost in a negative way. 
Yeah. And the more that I thought about that, the more I thought about the structure of the actual event. And I feel like they were encouraging people to be moving throughout the entire day. And if you have a spot that encourages people to just post up in front of it, that is a large spot, you know, like the tents were small enough where only a certain Oh, they couldn't like, fit more than a hundred people. people could, yeah. Right. And it was just intended for you go there and you, you know, you relax for a little bit, you get a snack, participate in a contest or whatever, yeah, and then you move along. That, yeah, they had contests at the tents. But you just keep moving. And I think that not having a huge central stage helped this flow of the event to just keep moving through the park. Walk from one end, go around the circle at the end, go back and keep walking. Always be playing the game. Yeah. Always be talking to and visiting with your friends. You're not hanging out in front of a stage watching influencers talk about, you know, their experiences in the game or whatever. Not knocking influencers, but like... Oh, well, let's back up. YouTubers. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> in Influencers, I think, is the actual term. Influencers, if there was more than just YouTubers that Niantic is scared about. <laughs> but you were there, and you were in a YouTuber. Or are you? A I mean, like media, yeah, but like they've Niantic, like, and I've met pretty much every big Pokemon Go YouTuber. Like Reversal has been on the show, and we've interviewed Trainer Tips, and yeah, they are all extremely nice, and they make wonderful content. Reversal is a huge clickbaiter, and I called him out on that, and he said, "Yes, I am," and that was really funny. Yeah, <laughs> he's re he's a really good guy. But it's how you survive um, YouTube reverse. He's 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 a really good guy, but uh, Niantic does care about their YouTubers, but they didn't have like a stage to really present them. They're doing a new thing this year with those YouTubers of doing like recap videos. So we saw a bunch of them um, with Niantic staff shooting video, but they weren't ever really stopped, you know? Well, they had a meet and greet from four to six Yeah, uh, that they did at somebody's tent. But my worry, and this is probably, I have two complaints about the show maybe three but they're minor things my first worry slash complaint was that it was going to end exactly like a community day it did literally at six o'clock central time it just shut off like community day yep. all the stops disappeared all the pokemon disappeared lincoln park was a dead zone immediately yep, yep. and i was worried about that because the day was so great that I thought that that ending would have been lackluster, and it was. I think when you look back, uh, you, when you look back at the things Niantic has promised over the years, and you look back at what Pokemon Go Fest should have been, Pokemon Go Fest specifically, well, okay, so before Pokemon Go Fest, you look back to that first trailer, and you see a bunch of people looking at a giant countdown, and then Mewtwo pops out, everyone freaks out, and then they catch it. Yeah. And they recreated that. They were able to do that. And they did that in Japan a month after Pokemon Go Fest last year. They yeah. invited thousands of people to a giant football stadium or whatever sport they play in Japan. I thought <laughs> it was a baseball stadium. Might have been baseball. <laughs> I think it was baseball. They had a huge screen with a countdown. They had three gyms. They and they all turned into Mewtwo. And that was incredible. Yeah. If you were to look at Pokemon Go Fest last year, the entire day they were saying one of the like whatever team wins their bird will be the first bird released as a legendary pokemon right 
and they said we also had something special. And the reality of is of that is at the end of that fest, us as players were supposed to get Lugia early. We were supposed to get this countdown, and that stage would have been the area to do that countdown, and then find out we all got Lugia. Yeah, and absolutely. this year, that what there wasn't that correct. And when you look at those two experiences, the what should have been Lugia and that Mewtwo experience that Japan got, it is to me a little bit of a bummer that we did not get that. Well, here's the deal. And this is part of why that was impossible for your first complaint, and also probably leads into your second complaint. You can't really release something to gyms if there are no gyms. That was my second complaint. That's true. There were no gyms. Oh, that is such a huge complaint for me. (laughs) I was convinced, because they were able to turn these Pokestops on for people who were there... And they could spawn the Pokemon and everything. I was convinced that maybe there were just there were gyms that weren't there that maybe they would turn on at some point during the day. Yes, if something was going to happen. Well, I mean, if I was if I was Niantic and I was playing this event safe, which seems like they did, and I mean they had zero like it's not even they started early. Yeah, they had zero issues after like a couple hours. I would have been like, all right, let's let's spawn some gyms. And now in retrospect, I look back and I, th- I think the problem with gyms and they they had no gyms at Germany. Yeah. That park at Germany. I can't ever remember what it's called. Dort, Dortmund. Dortmund. I think um, it's Dortmund. That park had, so, yeah. which was significantly smaller than Lincoln Park, had no gyms. I, th- are, I think they're still scared of people gathering in a, in, a, in two one gym. Yeah. Because if you're at Desert Habitat, and they spawn a gym by volcano. You not only have to cross through desert, you have to cross through volcano. And that's like a 15-minute walk. Right. And the paths aren't exactly wide. You could probably if fit. We're not. <laughs> no. I mean, they're park paths. Yeah. They're not yeah. like And huge. you can walk on the grass. You, you can, can walk, you know, Yeah, you can walk on the whatever. grass and stuff. But like you would cause people to then move in that direction. Now you have and a move congestion. Quickly. You have a congestion problem. So I think in retrospect, it was a safe thing. When you announce the day before the event you're bringing back Lugia to celebrate one year of Pokemon Go Fest, you're like, that's actually really cool. Like, I remember Lugia. I remember, like, raiding at 2 a.m. in Chicago for Lugia. Yeah. Sweet. They're bringing it back. To then find out in this two-mile stretch, there's no gyms. Well, so besides the no gyms, and I have a reason for why they wouldn't do regular gyms, but there were no raids at all. In the park, which obviously you need gyms for, but they could have made like uncontestable gyms that were just raids or just raid points. Sure. But That's, like there there's like, other problems in game design where you have mechanics that you have to turn on or off and you're creating specific instances just for this one yeah. event, which is probably way more work than they would have wanted to put oh, in. I don't know. They make $2 million a day. Um, That's true. But the problem with having gyms where like you could have the teams fighting for a gym, it's just like you're going to have so many people fighting for those gyms all at the same time. And they could bring in Gatorade bottles. The, besides that, <laughs> besides the Gatorade bottle danger, it's just it's hard like because that, that is a, a back and forth interface between the person's phone and the servers you know of okay i've uploaded this pokemon into this gym while somebody else is trying to battle to take the gym and somebody else is battling the gym asynchronously that's 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 where you start to having having a pokemon go fest that doesn't work anymore sure so they simplified that you have something aggressive 
Right. You take something that's calm and relaxing that is this walk through the park, which is like the subtitle of the event, and suddenly it becomes people actually fighting in the game against each other. Or like, I'm not, enjoying I'm the not day leaving together. this spot because they keep taking my yeah, gym. Right. Yeah. And the, that person then leaves bitter because they spent four hours and no one helped them defend or attack. And right. for some reason, they just have this aggressive, not aggressive, but um, competitive personality that yeah, they wanted yeah. to help. And, and I did see some behavior that worried me because like anytime somebody saw a Pokemon that had perfect IVs spawn and they would yell out. Which like, was kind of cool. Well, sure, but then people would start running, right? Running to try to get to that. And, like, when you have a 100 people running and it's as crowded as it was, I was like, some little kid is going to get trampled for, uh, what, a mudkip with perfect IVs? Really, it's, it wasn't, I like, to say me. It was, it was, like, crowded, yeah. crowded, but there were a lot of little kids. There were a lot of little kids, but, I mean, people were running and just not paying attention to who was in front of them because they were, like, so obsessed with getting that perfect Pokemon. It sure. was a mudkip. Yeah. I saw other ones too, though. It happened more than once. Yeah. I think a good point for why there were no gyms, why there were no raids, etc. Partially because there's no competition involved with gyms. Partially because there's no concentration of people for raids. But also because, and I think maybe this is why they did it the way that they did this year, when they spread out the entirety of the attendance across however long that was the entirety of that park you don't have really any high concentration except for the entire park yeah everybody's so spread out at that point that you don't have to worry about that and if you have raids you have gyms you have to worry about people converging into one spot or one location or multiple pocketed locations but let's also not deceive people too much right it was still quite hustle and bustle on that path you were still packed in it wasn't oh, like absolutely you were free. yeah like you, were, you could were, not extend your arms out to the sides and not be hitting two or there three were, different there people. were some there were some parts that almost every habitat had two different paths mm. and i would say the path always closer to the lake was the busier path yeah because there were specific Pokemon that would only spawn on that side. Like, when you got closer to the forest area, you got Shuppets in that area. And between the rock and the, sorry, the, the desert and the volcano, you had Aerodactyls. Yeah. And the other path, which was always more calm, that was closer to the, pol- the police were on that road with their horses and stuff. Like, that path is fine. There was just as many Pokemon, but there weren't those specific ones. Like, I never saw a Shuppet or an Aerodactyl on that outside path. Yeah. There were choke points of between desert, between volcano or ice, the glacier path to the desert path, there was, like, a tunnel you had to go under. Yeah. And that was that's that was probably the the thing that built up the most. Just I don't even that though. I don't think I ever really saw that get to a point where it was like really uncomfortable to pass through. Uh, the first time I went through because they had the gates set up incorrectly. What oh. it was supposed to be, it was supposed to be like it was actually divided into three sections, yes. and it was supposed to be the the far left was people going north, the middle was people going south, and then the far no. right was supposed. No, so, no, no, that's the way it was supposed to be. And then the, the far right was supposed to be people on bikes. 
But what they did instead was they let two-way traffic in the far left, two-way traffic in the far right, and then nobody was allowed to go in the middle. So initially, before you got there, because uh, I got there way before you guys, initially they wanted that middle path opened for the goat carts because okay. that was the path to the first aid tent. <laughs> I see. So they left that middle path open because I was like, oh, why? So the, the, they had a very small one-person walkway that they had for bikes. And yeah. then they had both traffic in another walkway. And then the middle was like, why, why is this tunnel so tight? And then the, 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 Neant or the GoFest people would move out of the way. And I saw multiple carts go back and forth because they were still setting up as well, too. Okay. So everything was set up and working right at 9.30, but there were a couple more things they were setting up. Mostly were just, the Pokestops were in place, but they didn't have the markers in the ground. Yeah. So they were setting up what was cool. This was really, really cool. When you walked through the park, you saw every old wallpaper or like loading screen that yeah, they had. Yeah. yeah. And so those loading screens were picture areas. You could have, they had a, they had a Pokemon Go person at every one, which was a stop. But also one of the old wallpapers that they would just their only job was to take a picture of you or to help you. Right. And it was And those stops were also in the game. You know how it's got a picture of whatever landmark that Pokestop is on. It was the picture of the loading screen yeah. or the wallpaper. It was called memory lane. So if you send somebody a postcard for, or a gift from it, then the postcard says memory lane. Yeah. And then it says what which season it was the loading screen from. Right. Which is a cool idea. I'm a sucker for stuff like that. I would have done way more if my friends list wasn't a disaster. Yes. It's like, <laughs> like it would take way too long to scroll down to somebody to send them a gift. and Right. Well, the first one that I got said Pokemon Go Fest 2018 or whatever, the first gift that I got. And I was like, oh, they're all going to say that, so it doesn't matter. And it wasn't until later in the day that I realized they were all different. So I was like, well, yeah, I, I wish I would have been sending more out so i could have been getting more yeah. to give to people i got a but... ton of uh pokemon go fest 2018 bathrooms because that was a poke stop <laughs> you could send that to people yes the bathroom i did so the tunnel you i was thinking of is not the tunnel you were talking about oh, okay, the okay. one i was thinking of is the one that led to the at the end of the path Hooked around and went through a tunnel that led to like the wetland area oh the so the, the castle oh, that the tunnel. castle one that tunnel i was amazed that that never was super congested yeah at no. least any time that i walked through it i never felt at any point the only time i ever felt uncomfortable or blocked in or like starting to get you know spatial anxiety or whatever was the bathroom when it was raining and everybody <laughs> had umbrellas out yeah because oh, everybody yes. was not paying attention to where their umbrellas were I was getting bumped with umbrellas. It was that was the only time Dude, that I'm I was like, like a foot I taller hate, I than you. This. Imagine how bad that was oh, for I'm me. Sure. <laughs> Other than that, though, I never felt like I was uncomfortable with the space. That yeah, I was yeah. In. Unless you wanted to um, sit down. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> the the Pokemon Go people. I I asked one of them. I said, "Do you work for Niantic?" Because I didn't. I was like, no way are these Neantic employees. There's too many of them. Uh, and they probably get paid way more money to... Well, not... everyone knows Niantic is what? 12 <laughs> people or whatever. The... Oh, man. I, found, I actually found out how many people work there. How much? How many? Dang, I can't remember. I think I took it down in my what? notes. You can't, you can't hit me with that. I think she said... 
the exactly 267 ish. Wow. I have I have her That's contact. Big. I have her contact number, but when she said they they started when they started Pokemon Go, she said there was about 79 people working there. Ooh, that's a, what, 150% increase or something like that? Over 100%, yeah. yeah. And I always hate when people go, well, they should just hire more people. Do you know <laughs> how hard it is to, like, find the right person and then to train them up? They Rest clearly are hiring, hiring more people right. anyway. <laughs> like, to have almost 200 new people in two years is a lot of people. Yeah, that's a lot of people. To like make sure like and then to have people manage those people and to Hey, well, well, when I'm, you make I'm 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 ready to manage. I'm a great manager. <laughs> I've been in man- IT management for 18 years. You know, last year when you said if they would have had more cows it wouldn't have been as and bad. And look at that. And look at that. They could have hired you this time last year. Yeah. Well, they requested the cows. <laughs> Verizon said they didn't need to. Yeah, cuz Everybody was watching YouTube. Yeah, and, well, YouTube was fine Twitter. the entire weekend. Uh, but the the person I talked to, not the same person that told me the number, the person I talked to, he said that uh, it was just a contract job. Niantic was just looking for contact work, contract workers, and they contracted out all these volunteer positions. My guess, uh, I didn't want to like chew her ear off. My guess was they work one day for free. They got the, a free pass the sure, next day like or that. vice versa. Sure. And they probably got other benefits and perks and probably they probably got paid uh, yeah. as, yeah, as contract sure. workers get paid. But if you ever see those like Nintendo thing, pop up stores, like when they did the Wii or the Wii U, they did my malls. The mall I go to Mayfair specifically has them usually because it's the biggest mall in Wisconsin or yeah. the most popular one. I've talked to those people before and like it was funny because during the Christmas one, I think it was just the Wii. I was like, how did you get this? And he was like, it was literally a Craigslist post. Yeah. Like Nintendo uses Craigslist to recruit some people sometimes just because it's like, huh. we just need a tech person for the holidays. And hey, you're going to show people just dance for about four weeks. The fact that anybody uses Craigslist anymore is surprising to me. I mean, Nintendo, I'm still, still a little behind in the times when it comes to this <laughs> stuff. My last complaint. First complaint was it didn't nothing, nothing grand to end. Which is a bit of a bummer. Yeah. Second complaint was uh, no gyms. Third complaint, this is a real dumb one, almost too big. And what I mean by that, last year, if if you were, if Micah was like, hey, I'm over by Valor, and I was by Media, yeah. or even if I was outside the park, I could get to Valor in less than 10 minutes. Sure. If I'm at the U.S. Grant statue, which was the hot one of the hot places, and Micah said, "I'm at, I'm at Southgate." All right, well, you gotta give me 15 minutes to get to Southgate. But and then if Micah goes, "I'm at Northgate," okay, you're gonna have to give me a half hour to get to Northgate yeah. from this specific statue. And the statue wasn't centered, but it was to get from South to Northgate. I think the fastest I ever did it was 35 minutes, and I was I was winded. Yeah. <laughs> We, uh, when we got there and we found out we were at the wrong gate, we walked for probably 15 minutes before we found someone, uh, not the people that we, not the nice people that were working there that we talked to. We found somebody else that said, we said, is this Northgate or how far are we from Northgate? And they said, oh, we just came from Northgate. We were walking for probably about a half hour to almost 40 minutes. 
and they were like you have a long ways to go <laughs> and that was the point that we were like well we're just gonna get an uber because i'm not gonna walk yeah, that I, I think i heard somebody say that it was two miles from top to bottom so i, I think have... 1.8 exactly is what neantic okay. said apple watch statistics yeah, my Apple Watch statistics said I did like 15 miles walking yesterday. Yeah, my end result was over 28,000 steps and 13.10 miles walked yesterday. Oh, boy. <laughs> that well, is like almost triple what an active person should normally be doing. Well, it's I'm not an active person. It was I funny work at home. Because I was, I was there reporting the event on Twitter. Right away, right at 9.30. Um, and about five minutes after I start reporting, Joe from Cerebi DMs me. And I've, we've had Joe on the show before. He's extremely nice. Yeah. Obviously, if you listen to the podcast, you probably have heard of Cerebi.net. But he was like, hey, can you send me the bottom picture He's of, of like the quest? Because it was cut off from my screenshot. So he's like, I don't know what the rewards are for it. I was like, oh, well, it's just, you know, 500 stardust." two incubators and a lucky egg or whatever. I don't know what it actually was. Yeah. So I sent that to him and he was like, thanks. You thanks. I'm trying to cover the event. It's really hard. I was like, Oh, well, what, what do you need? And he was like, well, I'm trying to get the data for the Musta or the Celebi stuff. Uh, and I was like, Oh, well, when I do it, I'll, I'll send you. And he's like, he's like, Oh, don't feel obligated. And I was like, I was like, Joe, <laughs> it takes me a second to screenshot and send you a picture. Yeah. It's like, you're just looking for screenshots, right? Right. So I'm I'm at I I started at Southgate and I went to I was I went all the way to Northgate and I'm like telling Joe everything I've got and I was like oh I'm really sorry like I haven't done fire yet fire's back at Southgate and he's like no rush and I was like you don't understand Joe it's gonna take me like <laughs> 20 minutes to get back here like I'm hustling right now I'm out of breath but uh yeah I sent him a bunch of stuff and and he he thanked me for helping him cover it but what was really funny is when we scanned. When we sw- when we scanned our QR codes at Southgate, we were like, "Oh, cool! We're we're playing and we're walking along." And we got to the volcano habitat. Where is North Gate? Because I'm separated from Will at this point. Yep. And Irene, I was like, "Where is North Gate?" And I we we can't see it. Yeah. And there's a huge cluster. There's at least twenty Pokestops just at Southgate and just at North Gate. And then there's like two to three Pokestops every. I don't know, two minute walking distance. Right. And the group I was with, we all kind of panicked and was like, can we only play South Gate? That's what I thought too. I thought it cut off at each point. Right. Because when you're at South Gate, you see everything of South Gate. And the farther you get away from South Gate, it's almost like less and less Pokestops. Right. The, and don't take that as like, it doesn't look like you can, like, there's plenty to play, catch and, yeah. and spin. Right. It's, when it's active, there's lots to, to actually do. But when, when you're walking away from it, you're like, I can't see the other gate. It's that far away that right. I was just like, if, if I can't play with Irene and like you were at Northgate, if I can't play with Irene and Will and Micah and Becky, this is kind of a bust. Yeah, but definitely. When, I mean, I thought the same thing. But when you keep walking, it it was designed to string you along. Um, and going from gate to gate was a time commitment, yeah. but also, like, worth it. It was really cool. Like, every habitat was cool. Every habitat had games. Some of the things they would ask, though, would be like, who who has the most rare candy in their bag right now? Or yeah. who has the biggest 
Snorl or the yeah the biggest Snorlax who has the smallest Weedle. They would ask that kind of stuff, uh, which was really cool because people would hold up their phones and then if they won it, they would have they would get like a little award medal that they could win around their neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was something they did last year. That it was like a legit gold medal. Yeah, yeah. you, you could only win Go one though. Fest gold medal. You could only win one though. So if you won one game at like desert, two hours later you couldn't like win it at Mystic Tent for having like the most raid battles or something. So yeah. it was very cool. Uh, the other thing they did at the tents, which I didn't even think of, but you could go up. So they had uh, TVs and announcers at every every tent. So there were six tents total on both gates or three, 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 three and three at north and south. But you could go up and you could say, I have unown X. I'm offering this for any Pokemon or yeah. people would go up and go like, I'm looking for Tropius. I will offer anything. Uh, and then like there was a facilitator there like shouting this out for people that would wait in line patiently and it was like hey this guy has a hair cross he's looking for kangaskhan or corsola or somebody would go up and be like i have relicanth i'll take anything yeah this person has a shiny ho-oh they're looking for shiny kyogre so it was really cool yeah uh and it was almost every trade got something for the most part i think hair cross not worth as much <laughs> as as you know like a kangaskhan or something right. but it was very, very cool. And I regret, I still regret it. I was walking past and somebody was like, I heard the announcer was in the Valor tent. They're like, they're looking for unowned X. And I was like, I have so many of these from PAX. Yeah. And they're offering anything. What do they have? And I, was, I just kept walking. So. Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening to It's Super Effective. Did you know we have a Patreon that you can support us at? If you care to throw money at me, Uh, if you do, you can go to ise.cash and you can sign up for our Patreon and join our Slack community and get a bunch of other benefits. And if you can't remember ise.cash, you can head over to the longer URL, patreon.com slash it's super effective podcasting and and twitch streaming are my two full-time jobs so any support uh is greatly appreciated and you get to join our slack which is a really cool place and people in slack tell me that i don't promote it enough so here i am promoting it Uh, also we'll be doing some cool things for our eight year anniversary coming up this month so it'd be a good month to sign up and uh support the show if not listening is also supporting so i appreciate everyone who listens Uh, Just as much as people who throw money at me. So enjoy the rest of the episode. The only thing that I heard in terms of the game, like I heard the games going on and I heard people talking about it. And one of them was like one that I heard when we were passing it was who has the most candy for X poke like a Pokemon yeah. of any Pokemon. And then everyone What's checks the most their candy you have. Yeah. <laughs> or ha- who has the most of this specific Pokemon? And later on, when we were walking by the South Gate through that huge cluster of Pokestops, there were two women walking, and one of them was talking to the other in like, not like hush tones, but clearly very upset about something. And she was saying, I just can't believe that they let that happen. And it the story that she was telling was basically somebody was up at 
the announcer who was asking for X number of po- they're the most Pokemon of or the most of any Pokemon, and they kept saying, "Hold on a second, and they would go off to the side, and people would trade them more of that Pokemon from their group, and they'd be like, "Oh, I have this many," and they'd be like, "Okay." Does anybody else have more than this? And then they would go back over and trade more, and they'd be like, "Oh, just kidding! I have this many." <laughs> That's a lot of Stardust. Yeah. How did- for whatever it is, I'm sure it was like Ratata or something. Yeah. Can I be better for a second? Sure. One of the contests was, who has the most rare candy? Oh <laughs> man, you should have gone in. Why did man? you go in? Because I got rid of so much rare candy recently. Because oh. I spent a hundred, like I was at five fifty. Yeah. At Articuno Day, and I spent a hundred that day to get under five hundred. So I went from five fifty to four fifty. Yeah. Um. And then you hatched everything. And then I hatched everything. <laughs> and then I almost got back up to five hundred. I was at four eighty three again. And I took 50 and I turned it just into Mewtwo. I didn't spend it. I just turned it into Mewtwo candy. And then I was panicking the night before GoFest. And so I turned another 30 into Mewtwo. So Why I have... He's got to power up I'm that curious. Mewtwo. Why did you... Tr- oh, to save space. To save space. Bag space. Got it. And okay. Because I want to power up a Mewtwo, but I don't want to spend the Stardust. So at least I turned it into a Pokemon I want to power up. Sure. Because I, I, I like Mewtwo a lot. So it, for me, it's not about, I know Mewtwo's not the strongest or best Pokemon in Pokemon Go, but I would like to have a really strong Mewtwo just for personal um, enjoyment. Right. Uh, so I'm sitting on like 120 Mewtwo candy now. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm back at my, my safe number of 400 rare candy, but I don't know what the winner was. I feel like... I feel like I would have had a chance if I... I don't want to make you feel bad about your situation, but I feel like... 550 rare candy is a pretty safe bet for a high spot on that list. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Especially if like even if they if they did that if that one more than once cuz you can only do like you can only do these contests so much. Right. Cuz I heard the who has the the I, th- I think it was like the biggest pokemon. I heard that like a couple times or I heard who has the most of this pokemon like the the Rattata yeah, one. Yeah, right. So the rare candy one's kind of like, what are you gonna? Who has the most fast TMs? I'm sure that was probably a question, but it seemed like the people asking the questions were having a good time doing it, and even if they were doing other stuff, like th- every one of those habitats had more than enough people every time, like actively participating. Yeah. Uh, so those those habitats were a huge hit, regardless. Uh, and they were really cool, and I I do regret not participating, like not spending more time specifically just at a habitat. Sure, but on the other side of things, I now na- I I have always understood why Community Day has been three hours. I think three hours is a good amount of Pokemon Go playing. Yeah, but let me tell you, we started at nine thirty. It was I think twelve thirty, and I everyone was complaining about their feet. Yep. Everyone was complaining about how hot it was, how well, sweaty they were, how like the rain sucked, but more like more than any of that was like my feet hurt. Ninety degrees for eight hours at This like, was at the three hour mark too, everyone's complaining. Ninety degrees for eight hours at thirty thousand steps walked, like it's to be expected that 
pretty much every every single person in our group is going to be <laughs> yeah, physically and, destroyed. And the, the GoFest definitely thinned out around 4 o'clock. Right. Like, there was two hours left, but a lot, like, I mean, if you're a parent with kids, I can't imagine, like, I can't imagine a kid lasting eight hours and not being like, hey, we need to get food. I need to go to the bathroom. I'm super tired. Yeah. Well, it's I a mean, long we, day. We the had nice one kid in our too. group, and she she made it, so she did real well. Yeah, she did. The oh, nice a twelve thing year too, old. Yeah. Oh, she was she was pretty pooped at five. Like, uh, I don't know. She seemed pretty energetic at the end of the day. Yeah, when we were <laughs> on that hill, she was still raring, raring to go. To go. <laughs> real bummed when those stops turned off. But the nice thing was that you could leave at any point and yeah. come back. You didn't have to go through check in. You didn't have to get your bag checked again. Whatever. You just leave, go across the street, come back, whatever you want to do. But see, your point before where you were, one of your gripes was that it just ended at six. I think maybe it's a, for me at least, it was a combination of, I didn't think about that. I didn't think about the, the possibility of there being a big reveal or a countdown. I didn't take into consideration what they did in Yokohama, which was really cool. And also the fact that I was so physically exhausted that when six rolled around, I was almost relieved when all the stops disappeared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I didn't have to force myself to keep doing this and feeling like if I didn't, I was missing out. Yeah, because I didn't get a shiny Aerodactyl and I could have stood there for three more hours trying to get a shiny Aerodactyl. I would have forced myself to. The nice thing, though, is that you could have stood wherever those habitats were, the spawns were pretty fast. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, you could have stood in, if you said, my goal for the whole day is just to get a billion, I don't know. Shiny aerodactyls. Just, just like a billion snow runt or something. You can stay posted in one spot where those are cluster yeah. spawning, and those they'll just keep coming. If they had had Cyndaquils, I, that's what I would would have emptied every Pokemon that I have in my bag or box or whatever, and just collected fifteen hundred Cyndaquils. Yeah, that'd be sweet. There were the other thing about it, just some things we didn't touch on. There were specific Pokemon not spawning. Uh, you would have never saw Roselia in there. Yeah, I don't think I any saw I saw any Kanto starters. Nope. Nope. It was specifically the Hoenn starters. Yep. Stuff like Duskull was not spawning. Kabuto's Omanites not spawning. So Puchiena not spawning. It was there was a list of Pokemon that spawned. That's all you saw. Yes. Yeah. You saw tons and tons and tons of them to the point where like you would try to click on a Pokestop to spin it and you'd get a Pokemon. <laughs> and the other cool thing they, they did swarmed around <laughs> that we didn't mention is they pretty much extended that to the US. Aerodactyls would spawn in the wild all Saturday, all Sunday. Um, Plusles and Minins, a bunch of the jo the Johto, sorry, the Hoenn starters. <laughs> they were all spawning throughout the U.S. And that was kind of the same with the thing in Germany, where they were all spawning in Germany. You could do the event anywhere. Um, I have no clue if the shiny odds outside of the event were different than inside the event. It yeah. seemed that it was pretty easy to get. Like a shiny Whalmer or Sh or Shelter or Shuppet or Aeron. But outside of the event, I was only finding... We played all day today on, on Sunday here in yep. Milwaukee. And I played uh, about an hour when when 2 a.m. hit and they turned on for everyone. Right. 
the the Saturday morning. And the only shinies I was finding outside of the event were Plusle and Minin pretty frequently. Mm. Can we, real quick, while we're talking about that, can we get confirmation on the pronunciation of Minun? Minion. 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 <laughs> I, I think it's Minun. Maybe it's not. I always thought it was Minin. But plus, pl- let's do Plusle first. I think Plusle is pretty. Plusle. Plusle. <laughs> Plusel. This probably won't work, but we'll try. Plusle. I heard that pretty well. Plusle. I don't know if the, uh, the, that, the podcast pick up. will pick that up. Yeah. And then we're, I'm using, by the way, the uh, Pokedex 3D Pro, uh, which is available in the Nintendo eShop on the 3DS. For fifteen dollars, it all it really does is say the names. That's it. I don't want to hear <laughs> that. Uh, it could not be accurate. I don't want to hear about your four kids' pronunciation. Oh, I literally had that argument with somebody on Saturday because my coworker was saying, "Oh, Will teaches me how to say all the Pokemon Pokemon names correctly." Like I didn't know that I was saying Rayquaza wrong, and he was like, "It's actually Rayquaza." And then this friend he was talking to was like, "No, no, no, it's Rayquaza. I saw that on on the cartoon." Like, uh, no, it's Rayquaza because there's this app you can get on the 3DS yeah. that teaches you exactly how to pronounce them. Also, it's based on a quasar. On a quasar, sure. Yes, that's what it's called. Yeah, the thing yeah. in the sky. Well, Somebody has explained to, to me what it was. It's different I don't from know a pulsar. Why. I'm like this, but this just doesn't really bother me. It doesn't really <laughs> bother me when people say things wrong. It bothers me a, li- a little bit. Every, everybody's their uh, their own person. I, it does though. Like when people call you Mika, you do get well, upset. That's my name. If I correct them on my name and they pronounce you, my name, you wrong, don't think. Plusle has feelings. Oh, I'm sh- I'm sure that the uh, fictional character Plusle gets very upset when people repeatedly mispronounce their name. But what, what, is, what, 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 what do you think about the person who made it? Like, if I gave birth to a kid and I named that kid Tom, and everyone called him Tim, maybe Tom won't get mad because he's a little kid. But I'd get mad because I know that's not his name. Well, one is a person, and one is a video game animal. But I said, all my animals are dead. <laughs> what are we looking but for? Even, and, and, and case in point, my name, you've heard me say it many times. When I'm on Twitch and someone mispronounces my name, if they say it right, I say, that's awesome. You got my name right on the first try. If they say it wrong, I almost never correct them because internally I'm like, that sucks. But externally, <laughs> I just don't have the energy in me to correct yeah. them. It's just the sign of old age right there. <laughs> Minus. Oh, I was right. Because it's plus and minus. Yeah. Plus and minin. Those minions oh, in so that you movie care, are Mr. so cute. I was right. No, I just, oh, I mean, yeah, I, that was my go. guess. I still, you know, it, I do correct it if I can get myself to correct it. Humans are humans and yeah. they get set in ways when they learn things a certain way. So I don't fault everybody for saying it Rayquaza. Or if you they known. have for years been saying it Rayquaza, yeah, and it takes a long time to correct themselves saying it. You know, it's habit. It's actually just habit. how it's, it's pronounced in my regional dialect. Sure, we, yeah. we just pronounce the Pokemon names I a little it, differently. We, in an, Wisconsin, it's pro, but we pronounce it Rayquaza. That's just the regional, <laughs> the dialect. regional dialect. The problem is you have to pay fifteen dollars for this app when in reality they should just add that to the games. Yes, yeah, they absolutely should. But maybe. We'll see. Maybe in the future. Maybe they're listening to 
it's super effective and they go oh that's a good idea <laughs> masuda is somewhere going uh, uh, write this down overall was pokemon go fest worth it i think so 20 bucks i had more fun yesterday than i had probably at like the majority of not saying that i didn't have fun at gen con last year but <laughs> i had a lot of fun yesterday and i had the most fun that i could have had yesterday where spending 20 dollars over how much ever we paid for gen con last year with 130 mm. let bucks me, let me rephrase this actually because we live very close we we have we have location advantage sure chicago's like milwaukee's backyard yeah unless you're stuck in their highway system for three hours because <laughs> uh, it normally takes 90 minutes for us to get from milwaukee to chicago yeah would you pay like many people did to fly to an event and hotel room to do this event i think if you take into account if i were to take into account that i would be there with friends really what we should you should be asking that to will or you know other people who came who traveled here because if you take into account not just the day that you pay to be in or that you got a ticket for but also the following day where yeah you can't get in and that sucks but you have the entire day to do the weekend event raids with your friends to go look for pokemon to look for shinies out in the wild whatever you want to do you're still getting together with people to do a thing if it's just me and Becky and that's it and we go for one day and we only have that one day previous experience was that last year's GoFest was not a great time I probably would not have paid you know $500 or whatever total to fly hotel everything for the one day probably not it would take a lot for me to want to do that but given your experience if it had if you had known it was going to be that way do you think for you if I would have known that it was as successful, it was going to be functional and yeah. So next sure. year, let's say next year they do it in Texas. I would, I would be interested if I knew that my friends were going to be interested. So yeah. not just you, Becky, not enough to go out there, lodge up. It depends on if she's that interested in it. <laughs> you know, like I wouldn't be the one to say I'm going, whether or not anybody else is going. It wouldn't be that for me. It would have to be with people. Okay. It would have to be either with my wife, who I play a lot of Pokemon Go with, or you, who I play, Steve, who I play a lot of Pokemon Go with, or Will, or everybody. Do you go to the movies like, by that's yourself? That's our group. We don't go to the movies. I'm just saying, all. have you ever gone to the movie by yourself? No. See, I'm, I, I can't do that either. So I, I would be in the camp of you as like, I, c I could go to Pokemon Go Fest solo to report on it. Sure. And for podcast purposes but like if i'm there as a person enjoying it could i spend eight hours by myself yeah i've done community days by myself i put on some headphones surprising i didn't see anyone with like headphones in just no. i don't think that was in the rules no <laughs> headphones i did i had headphones on for a little while just because i wanted to hear if there were any different noises or music or anything which there wasn't but yeah mostly. however binoculars were allowed but which is forever a hilarious yeah, joke to me. But but well, going back to what I said when I was with Alex and Kay when we scanned our badges and realized, oh, we might not be able to play with Northgate people. Yeah, like it instantly suck sunk in that this will suck if I can't play with Micah and Becky and 
and Irene and Will. Yeah. What about you, Will? I I mean, you flew. I didn't yes. pay for you this time. No, I, I, I I paid for you last time. I paid for my own plane ticket this time. <laughs> uh, and but I, I mean, I the unemployment life for me over. <laughs> I I'd be happy to you know sit in a room and throw dice at each other just to be around my friends. So that's always the big plus for me. But I mean, it was it, it was great. You know, I think it I think it was a worthwhile event. Um, I wish they had more benches <laughs> or more <laughs> more areas to sit. I think Neant- Neantic could ma- possibly afford some more benches. Some more, more chairs. But I mean, if that's my biggest complaint, then this whole event was a huge success, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and yeah, I got to do other things, right? I got to meet up with the people that I got to meet up with, which I always enjoy. I love I love seeing people and talking to people. I got to uh, get touched on the back five times by a creepy waiter waiter at the pancake house so you know can't have that experience in dc that's right got to obsessively raid trying to get shiny lugia all day which i never do those kinds of raid things by myself it's kind of fun i usually don't either kind kind of fun fun. (laughs) that was that was the last thing i wanted to talk about um Wait, wait wait before we step away from this if you take the event as a whole yeah and if you want to be really cold about it and you want to look at just the straight facts and you're thinking of it in terms of, I'm just going to go by myself, nobody else. I'm only going just not for the experience, just for what the event can give me. The reality of that is you going got- to the event, you got Celebi early. Yep. Yep. You got, you got the ability to get some unknown Specifically, you, how many letters? One, two, three. Six total, I think. But E repeats twice. S-E-L-B-I and S- question mark. S-E-L-B-I. Sorry. <laughs> Cerebi. I'm thinking Cerebi. C-E-L-B-I and question mark. Yeah. So six letters. Six unknown letters. Torkoal. Torque and, it up. And other than that, it's increased shiny odds for spawns that were happening everywhere else. If we don't have hometown, ver- we don't have verification that they were increased outside. No, 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 no. I'm saying increased. Well, sure. I'm saying increased spawn, shiny spawn, or increased shiny rates probably at the event instead well, that, that of seemed at your for house. Sure. Yes, but we so don't know if- those spawns were happening. Whether the shiny spawns were, whether the odds were better or whatever, those spawns were happening anywhere. Yes. So you had those. You had increased odds at the event of those being shiny and you got Celebi early and you got some unknown and some Torkoal. Yep. Other than that, that's pretty much it. So Celebi, unknown, Torkoal. And I mean, just like, I I never see Gligars around. Gligars. You know, I don't see... Those, Gliscors. The, uh, uh, well, no Gliscors, Gliscors not yet. there yet. <laughs> but that's sure. what I was thinking too, is like, were they doing some Pokemon that have evolutions in gen four i'm sure that that was part more of, of them i'm sure that that's part of preparation for whatever they're gonna like yeah they already teased I, I not like they're not ever going to do gen four but they released that uh you know anniversary image with piplup and chimchar chimchar and all them in the all of them just aka turtwig you know whatever those <laughs> but, whatever they're you know, turtwig uh in official pokemon go Marketing material. Sure, but in the most basic of senses, $20. You got your $20 worth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, course. yeah, but I don't think, like, if you, in retrospect, I know a lot of people were upset that they couldn't get tickets and they couldn't go. Right. But 
the what Niantic did of saying, hey, all of America, this is your event. Increased spawns, not increased odds. I think we got increased odds at the park. Yes. And we got Celebi early. And we got access to unknown. Which, if somebody's upset about that... It's coming to you anyways. It's coming to you. They're never going to not give you... Once you get Celebi, what are you going to do with it? Right. Yes, you have it, but it's... It just it's it's, a it's like entry. It's just it's just Mew. Like no one does anything with their Mew. True. If you do, I would love walk to hear it. Walk with it or you know whatever. Walk with it or show it off. Show it off in battle, I guess. But um, so in that regard, I think that if you looked at at it strictly as these are the only things that I got from GoFest, you could look at that and say I'm upset that I flew this distance or whatever, but. You're not looking at the experience. You're not looking at the people that you were there with or the time that you spent with the people that you traveled there with. There's so many factors other than the $20 that you spent to yeah. get these X things for the game. But even I'm thinking I'm thinking of going to Worlds because they'll have, we would assume. Right. On, We've talked about this. On patterns. Right. You have Ralts 95% confirmed for next community day. <laughs> I saw that everywhere. And it was not. <laughs> Somebody did some very clever, uh, whatever that, I don't know, fake leaks were. But I mean, it, people like to look for patterns. Yeah. Where I'm going to look at a pattern right now, a pattern of one. We know that last year, Pokemon World Championships. Yeah. They had unknown spawn, spelled out worlds, and they had Kangaskhan spawn. So yeah. you would think. Worlds, they would have a regional exclusive Pokemon. Yep. My guess would be Mr. Mime. Sure. Uh, and they will have Unknown, I would assume. Probably maybe spelling out Let's Go or Worlds or something. Yeah. Internal debate is, is it worth driving down there for eight hours and back? And if I knew, if Micah was like, I'm going, I would honestly probably be like, okay, bring me back something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Because really, like, if At you this point, if you didn't go to Pokemon Go Fest, but your friends did, hey, can you bring me back one Torkoal? Right. Like, that's really what you're missing. Because sure. you can kind of do Pokemon Go outside of the event, mm. which is awesome. Yeah. Like today, we saw not in Milwaukee, tons of Aerodactyls, tons of Snow Runs, tons of Plusle Minions. Were the Aerodactyls increased shiny odds outside? Probably not, but it was still exciting to be like, wild Aerodactyl, is it shiny? Okay, whatever. Yeah. So, like, if you're, if you're, if you were only going for strict Pokemon for decks, you missed out on one and maybe some letters you didn't have for unknown. But if you knew anyone that went, I guarantee you they probably had at least two of everything coming back. Right. So what you're telling me is you don't want a road trip to Worlds this year. <laughs> I'm telling you, you go. <laughs> you bring me back whatever they have. I now got plenty of Torkoals to share with friends. See, and in on brand with what I said before, I'm only going if I know people are going. <laughs> <laughs> so either we're going or nobody's going. <laughs> yeah. All right. Last last thing I want to talk about. I feel like we could talk forever. Last thing I want to talk about is uh, rating today. Uh, we we did some. Lugia came back. We know the odds for Lugia according to the Sulf Road, and I think this is the second time I've done math and it's lined up perfectly. Where 
Uh, I count how many people are in a group, how many raids we did, divide it by the number, and it comes out to about three, or I'm sorry, it comes out to about one in 19, which is what the self-road reported. Uh, there was eight of us today. We did seven raids. Eight times seven divided by 19 was three. That's exactly how many shinies happened, unless you guys are hiding shinies from me. I'm, I didn't want to make everybody feel bad, but I got 12 shinies. Dang. We only did seven raids. We, I got, I I got a shiny. I wasn't Mawile. counting. I, I was, yeah, I wasn't, <laughs> I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't counting that one. I was talking Lugia. Mawile, I think the odds were one in 60. So that's the even better one. Yeah. But we did what I hate, the driving from raid to raid in a car. I'll tell you this. If I didn't walk 30,000 steps and almost 15 miles yesterday, I would have been more inclined to just park somewhere and walk from raid to raid. You know what I hate? But I was not about that life today. The parking in downtown Milwaukee. Yeah, it's not great. What a disaster. Yeah, parking downtown is, which is why if you could just park and walk, it's great. Not as bad as the parking in Chicago. True, true. And I will say I have and $50 less on this visit. I have seen more of Milwaukee than I've seen in the past five, six years. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, also, I'm a little bummed that there weren't more Lugia for them making a big deal about it. Yeah. We struggled to find some and we were out from 12 to 7. And we really only found one an hour with the yeah. travel. What I want to say, though, you guys can feel add your input. Will, this is the first time I think you hardcore raided. This is correct. Uh, I have never thought Pokemon Go was a fair game. I still don't think it's a fair game. We get this all the time when people are like, I live in a rural area. There's only one Pokestop in my whole city. Uh, I don't think Pokemon Go is fair. I don't think it will ever be fair when you're servicing five plus million players. Sure. Even living in Milwaukee, the 27th biggest city in the United States. It is nothing compared to the amount of gyms that are clustered in Chicago or from what I hear, D.C. Yep. Now, but like raiding today, we did all these raids with just our friend group. No one else, no strangers, no waiting for somebody's second cousin to show up with their trident of phones. Yeah. No waiting for when that person arrives for their third cousin to show up with their phones. No minivans illegally parked in <laughs> fire lanes. It was just the eight of us, eight yep. friends, going from raid to raid. was amazing. Yeah. We did every raid, no help needed, just did it at our own leisure. It was incredible. Leisure in quotes. <laughs> but it, it, again, it again proves to me that Pokemon Go is still not a fair game. If you have friends... You don't have to worry about Discord. You don't have to worry about Facebook. You don't have to worry about waiting for somebody to show up. You don't have to like see a Lugia in the middle of the mall and like look around and hope that other people are going to join in. Sure. But you're right. And I said that before too, you know, it's or earlier today, not before on the show, but when I was talking to Becky, I do a lot of rating with Discord groups because really it's out of necessity at that point. Like we don't have a group of friends on the fly that we can say, all right, everybody, this is only active for this week or whatever. We're going to get our group of friends to go. We don't have a group that that's ready and able at, at the drop of a hat to do that when, you know, they release Ho-Oh for a week and there's shiny possibility or they really, you know, whatever. Or even if they just release 
Reggie Steele is coming next. Right. Yeah. It would be great to be like, hey, the eight of us, let's do this on Saturday. Yeah. Let's do a couple. We all got it for our Pokedex because I don't think any of us really care about I don't think I've ever seen you hunt for perfect IV. Oh, you you don't know about my dark uh, <laughs> your dark secret Discord. lifestyle. But I think most of us just want the decks, yeah, or, or the experience, or just the hey, we have the raid pass to burn today. I just like Pokemon has always been about collecting to me. I like collecting them. Um, but we don't have that. I think at most on the fly we can get. I'm talking Micah and I because we live in Milwaukee. We can get like four together, <laughs> right? And that's not enough for a legendary. So it's always. So, like, today kind of opened my eyes of, like, man, if we all lived in the same city, this game would be a hundred times better. Sure. Just that simple change of just, like, adding a couple more people to your, the people that we talk to every day through text or podcast or email or Slack. And we don't, because we all live in different places, we don't get the opportunity that we got today to do that. Yeah. Which kind of goes, like, again, kind of puts another nail in the coffin that. This game is not fair. Like, if you don't have friends, if you don't have consistent people, you rely on Discord. And right. you'd be like, well, there's nothing wrong with Discord. It was like, well, if they were actually friends, they would have their numbers and their texts, and then they would slowly stop using Discord because they wouldn't need to rely yeah. on it. Right. Just Let me tell you what's there, wrong with Discord. There's a, diff- <laughs> there's a difference <laughs> be between fair. seeing, you know, somebody show up at a raid and just knowing their name and wanting to go to dinner with somebody or, like, tell them a funny joke or to, like... Right. Such a huge difference. I will say, to be fair, the group that I typically go out with, the Discord group that I typically go out with, a lot of those guys, because they do so much raiding together, do know each other, and they do text each other, but they talk about raids in the Discord group to include other people who are not, who they haven't become familiar with. So, like, I'll show up at a raid... And Big Will will be, t- that's an actual name. Wow, <laughs> and it's not me. Texting someone to to say, you know, someone in the Discord who has said, I'm on my way, and he'll say, oh, he probably should have been here by now. I'll text him and see where he's at. And then, you know, they communicate, whatever. And a lot of times those people go and do things, and I'm not included in that. But I don't expect to be because I don't know any of them. You're not, you know? you're not close enough to Big Will yet. I'm not. I'm not in there. I'm not. I don't have the the you know the friendship status. Maybe after 30 more days and we hit <laughs> ultra friends, then maybe we'll. I'll be invited to no. But they're they're doing that, and some people are doing that, and I think that that's cool. That for the people who don't have the Pokemon Go privilege of being able to just go out with a group of eight friends because they all live in the same place and you know the fairness for them isn't there so they resort to things like discord they're using that as a means to make friends or to you know become more familiar with these people and they're going out in groups seemingly every day these these people are doing this i don't know where they have the time or the money or whatever (laughs) for raid passes and but they're doing it every day, and some people right at five when they get out of work are in that group. Where's the raids? Where am I going? Who am I meeting up with? Um, so while it's not, f- it's it's less fair if you don't have friends. There are workarounds that aren't you know like spoofing or cheating or whatever. Yeah. Like there are workarounds to certain things to increase the fairness for you. It's just way more convenient if you have a group of friends that you know that you can go out with and you don't have to worry about 
who's going to be there because you don't know all these people or whatever. So what I'm saying is everyone moved to Milwaukee. <laughs> I thought this was our official announcement that the podcast is moving to a different location. Uh, I don't want to Podler. I don't, yeah, no longer no, hosted. I, don't wanna, I just don't want to move to Milwaukee. Pick something different. I don't want to live in DC. I'm I'm fine with moving out of DC. <laughs> all right, we're all can, out of DC. Can we not make it Milwaukee? Please? I'm I'm on board. <laughs> Maybe uh, uh, Colorado, Denver. Ooh, now we're talking. Right? How many stops? I, I yeah, we know. have to. If we're all going to move as a Pokemon Go raid group to a location together, we need to scope out how Lots many gyms there are yeah. downtown. How close it is, <laughs> how many Pokestops there are. We have to find places to rent or buy that have Pokestops on them. Yeah. That's very important. I need, yeah. I need to be able to buy a National Historic Monument. Yes. So my home can be a Pokestop. So let, I think our listeners need to write in and just tell us which cities have the most dense concentrations of Pokestops, gyms, and least need for walking. And Oh, and uh, like uh, Steak and Shakes, get that <laughs> lemonade. These are Wait, all no, important Shake Shack. Shake, Shake Shack, Shack has the, the lemonade. Shake the Shack lemonades. lemonades. Gotta have a Yo Mama to get the build Ste- your own frozen yogurt. Steak and Shake has the better burgers than... Okay. Bonus points if they got Raisin Cane's because that bread is... No, maybe no. Maybe the highlight don't of the weekend. Don't even start. It is, it, is, it is past midnight and you're not going to start so me on good. this bread discussion. <laughs> the bread was not good. I am um, sure there are other things we're forgetting from, uh, from the weekend. I forgot nothing, but uh, there's always a podcast next week. Sure. The last thing that I I can say is I'm very happy for Niantic because even just looking at Twitter and seeing the Pokemon Go Twitter account being able to retweet things that are all people saying positive things about the event is a huge improvement. And I'm sure so many people that work there were under a lot of pressure from the public or from players and feeling anxious or uncomfortable or nervous about how the event was going to go. And it went beautifully. And I'm sure that that is a huge relief for them. I still stand behind. They don't move it from Chicago, but they add more locations throughout the year. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Do exactly what they did, but in multiple pockets. Yep. Agreed. Because working with cities and and new staff, very difficult. <laughs> yeah. They have figured Chicago out. Right. So so next year they can add, I don't know, Colorado. <laughs> if they add like, a, see how like that a goes. California during December, give me a reason to get out of this cold. Yeah, there you go. Ugh. You'll never be able to do GoFest in... Uh, oh, you're saying different times of the year in different locations. Not- like PAX. Okay. Pack. See, I thought you were saying have GoFest be this day, but have it at five no, different locations no, 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 throughout no, no. the no, U.S. No. or whatever. I'm, I'm thinking more like PAX. PAX West, always September, always in Seattle. PAX yeah. East, March, always in Boston, South, always and in... I can't, affo- I can't afford all this travel. Well, that's the no, thing. No, is no. Like it's not there for everyone to travel to. You just kind of pick one and do it. And you can... So it's the same thing every time, but... No, not the same thing, but like we just talked about, like... If your friends aren't going, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, and true. if you're only going for one regional exclusive, like, <laughs> but no, I would, I would even say like do like do one in Richmond in Virginia and have it be everything the same as what we saw, except instead of Torkoal, have it be Tropius, right? And do one in not San Francisco because that's too expensive, Sacramento, California, yeah. right? And have everything the same except have the regional exclusive be Kangaskhan. 
And then it's like, okay, maybe there are people who want to pay to go to each and every one and they get extras of those rare ones and bring them home and then they can trade with the people at home who couldn't go. Sure. I think the problem, though, is when you have uh, people who are like, ah, I'm not going to go because my friends aren't going. Who are you trading with? <laughs> Trust me, people will find people to trade with. That's true. I'm, I'm trading with random people on Discord. So. There you go. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so weird. I mean... It is what it is. It's Pokemon. I When I was a kid and I had my Game Boy and I went to school and I didn't talk to X person, but I had we both had our Game Boys and someone had a transfer cable, you better believe I was evolving my Gengar. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, I di- I've traded with, str- I traded with that one stranger before. Yeah. Like, I got the short end of the stick, but that was okay because I wanted to do it. And I he, they, he didn't have a why not. I traded him a why not. He asked what I wanted. I said anything because he didn't have it and we weren't great friends. It cost me 20,000 Stardust. Oh, yeah. no. Which is nothing because I had 2 million at the time. Right. But it locked me out of my special trade for the day, which, again, not that big of a deal because I didn't plan on using it. But, like, I don't remember his name. <laughs> I don't even remember what he was. Sure. Why did you get an exchange? Uh, he sent me a giraffe rig, which I starred right. as, like, okay, this was a trade from a stranger. But I don't know. Like, to me... I like trading with people I know, or at least, like, I, I like trading with Steel. That was, like, a huge deal for me, because that was the first time I met her. Right. And she gave me a Latias, and I gave her a hair cross. And so, like, that Latias means a lot to me. Whereas, like, if I would have went out and caught a Latias, that, uh, whatever, that would have been fine. I would have remembered, I remembered the Latias I did and failed. Yeah. Because I didn't catch it, but, um... Like getting Mr. Mime from Waffle Soup from Vince in Mall of America. Like I remember it like it was yesterday, although it was like three weeks ago. <laughs> um, but like, if I can only it, like if the only one I'm missing from Kanto, and everyone has different feelings and expressions of this, is Kangaskhan. So I could, you know, go to Discord, go to Craigslist, go to eBay, try to find somebody with it. <laughs> uh, no one's going to eBay, but try to find somebody with a Kangaskhan. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, I guess to me, I don't want it to be like that giraffe or why not trade. Like, I remember sure. the trade, but I don't remember the person or anything about that person. And I I, the, I think the memory is more important to me than the Pokemon. Sure. I think it's different for different people, different experiences. Uh, the person that I traded my, for my Mr. Mime, I've found on Discord. Uh, his name's John. That's the only part, part of his name I'll give. He's from Sweden. He's super nice. I'm meeting him for a Kangaskhan. I'm trading with his kids. We spent probably an hour talking. I've gotten to know this guy more. We've been messaging more on Discord. Super, super nice guy. And uh, I'm taking Becky to go meet him when we go. And it's surprisingly turned into not like a friendship, but more of an acquaintance than just like we met up, traded real quick and said, all right, dude, see you later and just left. Like... (laughs) It has created some level of connection, yeah. Regardless of how, you yeah. Know, but you have that personality where, like, everyone knows you. I feel like we can't go anywhere together without four people stopping you. It's called like being nice and talking to people. Oh <laughs> no, the- no, 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 no! <laughs> it's just not have that, the right way to live your life. Conversations with human beings. <laughs> no, thank you. My mom <laughs> told me to stay off the internet. Yeah, stranger danger. No. But, you know, even though if I even if I meet up with this guy and I get a Kangaskhan from him, we talked about, you know, Mark 
and Kangaskhan's and whatever, like, I would love, I would still love and cherish that. Those will always be, trades that I can get from people that I know will always be more important than something I get from someone randomly. But that doesn't mean that those other random trades don't need to happen, you know? Like, I got a, what did I get from K? Tonight, a Parasect, a thirty-one th- percent <laughs> IV Parasect, Parasect thirty-one. <laughs> but he wanted a Porygon, and I will cherish the Parasect because I got it from Kay, and I would get you know was able to give him a Porygon that he didn't have. And it's funny to me that it was a sixty-one percent Parasect and became a thirty-one percent Parasect. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> but that doesn't you know invalidate other things that you do in the game or getting to know people because at the core, Pokemon Go is getting out into the world and getting to know people or getting to play the game with people like mm. we just did for eight hours yesterday yeah. well for 16 hours total this weekend pretty yeah. much yeah through, but eight uh, hours yesterday with strangers soccer fields in some fashion cemeteries <laughs> weird <laughs> under bridge areas yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the swamp there was just a whole swamp there whatever that wetland was walk on the swamp docks yeah that place is cool yeah all right it's too late. Yeah, it, yeah is. it is. And unfortunately, I can keep talking if you let me. So I'm not going to. Me too. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Uh, I can't promise we won't talk about Pokemon Go. Shiny Zapdos Day is coming up or something like that. I don't know. There's an EV community day. It's not raw. It's be upset. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I'll be upset about is if they don't clarify how you can get evolutions in the game specific without it being random yeah. at this point but just make stones yeah just do the st- you already did it how did you make sunstones before i don't know firestones um so we'll have a we'll, we'll we'll probably talk about that stuff a little more in depth if you missed it uh there's a bunch of let's go stuff that we'll be talking about next week uh but otherwise um i think that's it uh Micah's at Micah the Brave on Twitter. Will's at Washing the Sink. I'm at Dragging a Lake. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. Uh, we're like 75 reviews away from 1,000. So if you haven't reviewed us in Apple Podcasts, you can do that, I guess. We're going to be celebrating eight years at the end of the month. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Some would say. <laughs> um, I'll be starting a shiny badge quest in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire that last week of July, my bir- my birthday week, and podcasts. And aver- I did not plan for those to be the same. Yeah, sure, I believe you. When I was alone on my birthday, we all believe coding a website, <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure out how to record a rock band <laughs> microphone into GarageBand. Wow, it's literally wow. the first microphone. They both I had used. band in the name, so that's you know yeah, it's the first step. They plug and play. <laughs> um, so that'll be happening near the end of the month. Uh, s- streams resume this week. I took a couple days off streaming for this, but uh, yeah, well, have a good week. If you have any questions about Pokemon Go Fest, or if you're in the Milwaukee area and you need a Torkoal, I have over thirty of them. Wow. So yeah, come at me. And when you run out, I'm I'm giving away Torkoal too. <laughs> Torkoal left and right. But uh, thank you all for listening. We'll see you guys next week. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super, super effective. effective, tired and sleepy, <laughs> effectively tired. <laughs>
A quick shout out to our producers of this show, which include Robert, Kevin, Mason, Watermelon, and Cygnus. Thank you all for listening.